You're listening to the stories for the day and night. I hope you enjoy! Today we will be reading Today I Will Fly by Mo Mo Willems. And we will also be reading the next chapter of A Wolf Called Wander, which is called Rival. So for our little kid book, we will be reading Today I Will Fly by Mo Williams, an elephant piggy book. Again. Today I will fly, says Piggy. No, you will not fly today, says Gerald. You will not fly tomorrow. You will not fly next week, still Gerald. You will never fly, definitely Gerald. I will try. Goodbye, says Piggy. You will not fly. She will not fly, says Gerald. Fly, 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 fly. Piggy. Fly, fly, fly. Piggy still. You need help, Gerald. Thank you. I do need help. I will get help, Piggy. Woof, woof, woof. Random dog. Woof, woof, woof. Still random dog. I did it. I flew. Thank you for your help, Piggy. You did not fly, says Gerald. I did not fly, says Piggy. You jumped! Screams Gerald. I jumped, says Piggy. It was a big jump, says Piggy. Yes, it was a big jump, but you did not fly. The picture is hilarious, by the way. He's like, he's like, he looks like he's doing the teacher pose, says Gerald. I will try again, says Piggy. I will eat lunch, says Gerald. Goodbye, says Piggy. Fly, fly, fly. Oof, Piggy. You need help? Random duck. I do need help, Piggy. Will you help me? Still, Piggy. I will help you. I will. I will help you. Random duck. Thank you, Piggy. Hello, Gerald. Hello, says Piggy. You, you are flying. You are flying today, Gerald. My friend can fly, she can fly. Still, Gerald, I am not flying, Piggy says. You are not flying, Gerald, says says Gerald. I am getting help, says Piggy. Thank you for your help, still Piggy. Tomorrow I will fly, says Gerald. Good luck, says Piggy. And that's that. I really hope you enjoyed chapter now in a wolf called wander hope you enjoy rival as the last heat of summer fades mother teaches pounce and wag to dig again i watch them go and remember the porcupine now is my chance sharp i found something to hunt is it elk something better if it is not elk i'm not interested Warm and i can do it by ourselves then i turn away Gerald. 
tail head high, and Worm walks away with me. Do not look back, I say under my breath. There is a scramble of running paws, then the two quick steps that come before a pounce. I roll to the side. Sharp hits the dirt. I love it when that happens. My joy is short-lived. With a growl and a snap, he pins me to the ground. Where do you think you're going without me? I squirm and tug and push, but I can not work myself free. With a huff of disgust, I show my throat to him, and he lets me out. Swift and I can hunt without you, Worm says. He sits down to stop his wag. Oh, no, you don't, Chirp says. I've got this one. It is all going better than I planned. Over by the watching spot, I say, by the stand of pines. Sharp takes the league, all swagger. Warm and I follow at a respectful distance. Neither of us can hold in the wag. We come to the spot where Father watches the mountains, and we both hear it at the same time. Ravens, a whole cloud of them. We look out over the prairie. Vultures circle above the ravens. Someone has made a kill. But father and mother are not hunting today. I look beneath the cloud of birds, and there are wolves, many of them. We should tell. Worm is already gone. In a few heartbeats, he and mother are by my side, looking, pacing. Will we leave? Worm says. Should we go? Every time I look, there seem to be more wolves on the prairie. My heart sinks. Mother turns. She fixes me with her amber gaze, and I cannot look away. I stand taller. Pounce and wag stand on either side of me. Sharp lifts himself off, a full head taller than the rest of us. I nudge warm into place. We belong to the mountains, Mother begins, and the mountains belong to us, we reply. Look at you, all grown up, she says. What do I have to fear with such wolves for my own? Stay here. Father and I will mark our borders. They run off together to wet mark the trees at the edge of our home ground to send a message to any who would cross. Then they come back. We have a howl. Such a howl! Loud and long into the night, we push the stranger wolves away with our song as the first chill of winter whistles down our mountains. A few days later, when the yellow and brown leaves are thick on the ground and the wind has biting teeth, and the home stream is silver and slippery at the edges. Father calls us to our first hunt. Before, we followed the pack and waited in the trees, breathless, as our betters brought down elk. Hunters ate first, but then we charged in for our share. Come, Father says. We are many wolves now, and the elk are fewer than they have been. Father leads us to a broad open meadow between two rocky ridges and with an iced-over stream running through. We stop on the windward side where the herd cannot smell us. The elk kick at the snow where it's shallow to uncover the last frosty stalks of grass. They nibble at shrubs. We must run them first to see who stumbles, Father says. I will run on the sun sunrise side of the herd with sharp and wag. Mother and song will pounce, and pounce will run on the other. My tail droops 
drops to the ground. He does not want me in the hunt. I will never be a lead wolf if I cannot take down meat. Worm, you stay on the high ground and keep the herd from running upstream, he says. Worm bristles out his golden gray fur with pride. It is an easy job. Uck would rather run downhill than up, but it is help to the pack. Swift, you run ahead of us and cover the low ground. Turn them uphill. The more we can make them turn, the easier it will be to make one stumble. Yes, I stifle a yelp, but I am all wag. I can outrun the whole pack. Everyone knows. I bump shoulders with Sharp and bite his ears to say so. I will pay for that later, but I do not care. This is my chance. If I do better than him in the hunt, he will never step on me again. Or warm, either. Father Nose points us into our places above the snowy meadow where elk are browsing unaware. The wind blows toward us hard and cold. The hunt is a fire inside me. It will be the wolf. I will be the wolf to feed my family. I crouch in the shadow of the trees and wait for Father's signal. In all the hunts I have watched, victory came when the pack burst onto the herd like one sweep of wind. And then, with no signal from Father, Sharp leaps into the open and lets out a yip. The whole herd looks right at him. Go! Father growls at me. It is too late to scold. We are one pack in victory and one in loss. I charge into the meadow, furious. I will not accept loss on my first hunt. Drifts of snow at the meadow's edge churn around my shoulders. Worm veers uphill. No harm will come to him there. Mother takes her hunters around one side of the herd, and father takes his around the other. I stretch out my run, faster downhill. I see Sharp taking a flying leap at the very first elk he re- at the very first elk in his reach. He misses. Sharp is all pop, all wrestle, and impatient. I will pin him to the ground later if it takes me a thousand tries. He does not even look to see if the, if his elk is staggering. Father only watches the elk's legs, nothing else. When he finds an elk off its stride, he will move in for the kill. The elk gallop up through the snow, dodging away from the deepest drifts in the edge, leaping over the patches of ice in the middle. Their high-pitched sounds of panic echo around us. I run hard to gain the head of the herd and turn them back uphill. The first elk shies away from me, and then another. The rest follow. I can hear father and growl running behind me. I catch a glimpse of mother and song through a forest of running legs. A tall elk with many points on his rack bursts past me. I let him go. He is too fine a creature to catch. I make the rest of the herd turn and then run back to make them turn again. Sharp has shaken off his mistake. He is bounding along at Father's heels. On the third turn, Father sees an elk break stride. He jumps for the throat. I let the rest of the herd go. Father's teeth are deep into the shaggy black fur at the elk's neck. I can taste victory. I run to give my father aid, but Sharp is many strides ahead of me. He leaps at the elk's shoulder and sinks his teeth into the crown of the neck. Father loses his grip from the force of Sharp's blow. Not even mother and song are fast enough. By the time I am in place to spring, the elk is already dead. Well hunted, father said to Sharp. We stand in a ring around the elk, breathing hard. 
thankful for the life that gives us life. Everyone eats, and everyone is eaten. Growl used to say to us when we were pups, and so we take a moment to be grateful that we are the ones eating this time. Then we step back while father and mother take their first share, the rest of us painting and yipping with glee at the smell of fresh meat. Sun is always second to eat, and then us yearlings, and then growl. But this time, father brings sharp to the food before sang and says nothing when he gobbles down the choicest bits. By the time it is my turn, there is almost nothing left but nibbles and bone. I crap open a long leg bone and lick out the center. It fills me up, but I leave the meal unsatisfied and more determined than ever to beat my brother. We turn back to our gathering place at nightfall, leaving the scraps of our kill for raccoons and slinking coyotes. Pause. This is maybe a few days afterward? Yeah, after a few days. All winter long we hunt, filling our bellies, leaving red-stained snow and scraps for scavengers behind. All winter, Father chooses me to run the herd and Sharp to help him make the kill. I can run circles around them all, but Sharp is still the biggest. We are yearlings, but he is as tall as Father, and if he keeps going... Getting first go at the meat, he will be as big as father soon. I am not the bringer of meat. Maybe I never will be. I grow restless as the season turns. I stop following father to the watching spot and find my own place away from our family meeting ground. I turn my face to the setting sun and watch the wide open prairie with its herds of elk and sheep. Warm joins me, curling up under my chin so that I can hear his heart beating in time with mine. This is my home ground. I love every stream and stand of trees, but Sharp always wins, and I do not want to be his following wolf. Take me with you when you go, Worm says. I growl an answer, not yes, but not no. I lick his ears where Sharp and pounce like the bite. Summer is coming again, and we will be yearlings no more. Mother has been in the den for the full circle of a moon. Growl is weaker than before and needs to be fed like a pup. My pack needs me. I could never leave them. I will follow you anywhere, Warm says. And that's the end of that chapter. The next one is called Fight. Wait a minute. What chapter was Rival? Wait a minute. Pack. Pack. That's the first one. And then we have... Pack. Come on. Pack. Oh, we're only on chapter three, correct? Oh, no. Okay, chapter four is called Fight. Sorry, this chap this book doesn't have numbers for the chapters. It is quite annoying. So, time for a riddle. So, what? Does a mechanical frog say? Well, I don't know. 
Have you given it any thought? Yeah. They'll give you some time. Time's up. It's caught it. Robot. Robot. No one got it. So a frog goes rivet. And then what does a mechanical frog say? Or basically a robot frog say? Robot. Robot. Wink. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And sorry that it came out very late. It's the 24th, so Christmas Eve. I hope to do one tomorrow. Yay.